0: Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. And our topic today is one of my very favorite topics, (laughs) the topic of haters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. And there's a lot of them out there. Yes, there are. Far too many. So let's start here, Joe. I kind of want to talk what we're going to define a hater as because there's some confusion over this. And I don't think that a hater is someone that just disagrees with you. Right. I don't think a hater is someone that doesn't stand for the same things that you stand for. The way I want to define hater is a person who goes out of their way to be negative when there's no real reason to be negative. Right. You know, and there's a lot of that these days. Um, I I can't watch a sports show without seeing someone get ripped on now. I feel like and we're old enough to know. I mean, we're both forty, so we we get it. But twenty years ago, there wasn't this constant bashing of athletes going on. Right. You know, right. I feel I feel like twenty years ago. People were celebrated and yeah, there was sometimes athletes weren't liked. sure, if you were, uh, if you were a Larry Bird fan, you couldn't like Magic Johnson. Like we get that right. there's a Lakers Celtics rivalry.
1: But I think there was a, like a WWE aspect to it too, where like there were, there were the good guys and then there were the heels. Right. And yeah. so there were some, some athletes, like I'm thinking like, like Lyle Alzado, who people just love to hate on, you know? Um, and, and, and I also think like 20 years ago, uh, we looked at our, our athletes as our heroes. You know, most of it, it, it really a lot like WWE. I mean, some of the personalities were just kind of over the top for us. And and they were heroes. Nowadays, there's just so much information about the contracts that people sign and like, you know, who they are behind the scenes that I think it's, it's changed the whole dynamic between a
0: fan and an athlete, too. For sure. But there's this level of I think what you're talking about is, yeah, you didn't like the person that beat your team. But there's this level of hatred these days where everybody sucks. Yeah. Everybody's got poor character. If someone's going through a tough family time, that seems to be fair game. Right. And I don't, I don't really know if that's that people have changed or just the game has changed by nature of social media and the internet and the access we now have. Because before, if you wanted to read about sports or about celebrities, you were kind of stuck with two avenues: you had the paper, and I'm talking an old school newspaper that you would read. Wait, a what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you, you had. The television news program at night. Yeah. Um, And there was a certain decorum involved with that as well, because news programs wouldn't slam people. And, you know, newspapers were careful how they spoke about people. But now with social media, YouTube, the Internet, anyone can say anything. And there there's so there's so much access. I mean, even think, If you were to read a story about LeBron James back in the day, you know, if he played 20 years ago, you couldn't just respond right now. You can respond directly to LeBron James on his Instagram. Right, right. And he's kind of where I want to start with this because it's funny. If you look at LeBron James, he grew up poor. He bounced from home to home. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had every reason in the world or every excuse to grow up with poor behavior. Yeah. Right didn't have a father figure in the home. He was handed the keys to the kingdom essentially. Yeah, yeah. He was 17, 18 years old and given a ton of money. He's never been arrested. I don't think he's ever been investigated for a criminal mm-hmm. allegation. As far you know, he, there's never been a hint of him being unfaithful to his wife. Yeah. He's not in the media for anything negative. I mean, holy hell, the guy opened a school for kids that were in his position. And threw a bunch of his money at it. Mm -hmm. And all the guy seems to get is hate. Every news program I turn on, or not news program, but the ESPN type stuff or the internet, people are just bashing this guy constantly. And I'm like, can't we just celebrate the good things that he's done? Because it's a pretty incredible story.
1: I mean, put it in that light, absolutely. But people don't tune in to hear nice stories, you know? Uh, it's it's no. actually, it's the same in the NFL. I mean, there's a lot of teams. Uh, Patriots just won a Super Bowl. And how many people were just quick to jump on the, you know, screw New
0: England uh, bandwagon because they just didn't want the Pats to win again? Well, and it's funny, with no real reason either, people right. that cannot name a person on the roster, they just hate them because they're successful. They just don't want to see them win anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's hard enough to watch your team get beat once. But to have the same team win, you know, six Super Bowls in, in a short span... Uh, it's like too much for people to handle. And so rather than, uh, just accepting that and, and, and celebrating the sport or having fun with it, they'd rather just start
0: tearing the other teams down. And who are the teams people hate? Like, let's go over them. We got new England. Uh-huh. Uh, huh. I'm going to say you're, you're a green Bay fan. Nobody yep. likes green Bay. Nope. Nobody likes Dallas. Nobody likes Dallas. I'm going to say Pittsburgh is fairly hated, Yep. but nobody hates, you know, the Carolina Panthers. Right. Yeah. Because they don't win. They've Never won a Super Bowl. Nobody really hates the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Well, it's
1: it's hard to hate the teams that your team can kick the snot out of. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Or the teams that aren't
0: successful. And what that tells me is you only hate people because they're successful. Right. Right. Which which brings me to somebody else I want to talk about, Demi Lovato. Yes. So so Demi Lovato, I guess, went down a different road than LeBron James. And I don't want to talk ill about Demi Lovato mm-hmm. because I don't know her. That's the reality. What I do know is she's suffered from addiction problems. Yeah. And she has had some issues with drugs in the past. And she recently went, you know, underwent an overdose. And I was on her Instagram the other day and people were bashing her and saying the meanest things because she had a drug overdose. Yeah. Now, I'm not here to judge her. Like like the the choice to take drugs. It's not a choice I would make. But my question is, what kind of person goes on and just bashes somebody online behind a keyboard for having a problem? Yeah, yeah. There's like no, to me that's yeah. that's so out of line, especially if you don't even know the person. Yeah, zero compassion
1: at all. And, and just You'll, quick to jump to judgment.
0: Well, that's the thing. And I'm not saying you have to be supportive. I'm not right. saying you have to say, like, way to go, you know, fight through this. But you certainly don't have to go out of your way to kick somebody when they're down or attack somebody for a genuine problem they have. Yeah, yeah. And especially, and, I mean, it, it's almost worse
1: because it is so in the public sphere. That there's no room for that person in this case, Demi, to uh, to, to maneuver in a very you know oh. difficult
0: situation without everybody knowing every move. No, and the funny thing is, is would that person who's hating on her hate on a regular Joe or Jane that has right. that problem? The answer is yeah. probably no. You're just taking a shot at a person, and why? because they're successful and because you're jealous yeah. and the whole the other line i hear that drives me nuts as well these people are weak-minded and they have no morals you know i can sit here joe and try to be judgmental and tell you mm-hmm. that i'm you know morally above people and and i've got this podcast with you and we know the way and we're better than people blah blah fucking blah right i don't know and back to lebron for a second I don't know if I was 18 and handed $30 million, how I would have behaved. Yeah, I agree I'd like with to, that. Yeah. I'd like to tell you I'd have the maturity I have now. But if I was handed that much money and I was in the public eye and under constant scrutiny and pressure, maybe I wouldn't have made the best life decisions. Right. right. So it's also easy to judge other people and, and come down on them for some poor life behavior. But you don't you don't know what they went through. Right. It's a, that kind of armchair quarterbacking. Right. Yep. Of like it's
1: it's so much easier to see a situation when you're not in the middle of it and you don't know oh. like what a person went through. That's the whole thing. You can't judge a person until you walk a mile in their shoes.
0: No, for sure. And if you want to talk about it in your living room, yeah. why would you go out of your way to bash them? And and we just see this so much now. I mean, you walk through the grocery store and and you, you know you walk through the checkout line. You look at the magazines. Mm-hmm. It's never anyone doing anything good. It's somebody's divorce. Somebody losing their kids, somebody cheating, somebody lying, somebody stealing. It's never anything that celebrates people. It's just constant negativity and tearing news down. And, and you said it best earlier, good news doesn't sell. Yeah, bad news sells.
1: We all know that. You don't turn on the evening news and see all sorts of great things going on. And there's a reason for that because it's it's a money-making enterprise. You know, the reason CNN can't get off of the whole Trump thing is because people keep tuning in to hear it. If, yep. no, but, if nobody cared and the ratings were
0: dropping, they would just change the story.
1: And but you hit the nail on the
0: head right there. Because it's what sells. It's yep. for some reason, it's what people want to hear about. If people wanted to hear, and listen, I, I look at everything through a cynical lens. Right. If all people wanted to hear was good news, all we would see is good news on TV because that's what sells. Exactly. You you worked in television. Yeah. What is the goal of, of the news program you worked for? Is the goal of that news program to give you news or to make money? To make money. To make money, that's how they afford to do their thing. So if they know that good news is going to sell, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, just as a a little experiment,
1: if you do watch the evening news, time how long the commercial breaks are. Because they're trying to squeeze two, three, four extra commercials into a newscast. You're going to get less news and more commercials. Yep. You know, and and it's done in blocks, so you'll have kind of like one block and then a four-minute commercial break, another block, another four-minute commercial break. Out of a uh, 30-minute newscast, you're probably only getting 17, 18 minutes of news. Yeah, for sure. It sells. It's whatever gets people to tune in to expose them to the advertising. And
0: people just want to see negativity. Yep. I mean, that's that's where we are. And it's funny that, I mean, one of the things I really want to talk about it, because you know I've been a victim of this. Oh, yeah. Where where the more successful you are, the more people want to hate on you. Yes, you know you you become a target. No one hate. I mean, it's it's funny, but back to the NFL example, you don't hate somebody that's not successful because you're not threatened by them. Well, and there's a
1: culture in our country too of of always like rooting for the underdog. I mean, look at like Rocky. Yep. You know, Rocky, especially Rocky Four. Uh, yep, he's just this this you know down to earth kind of poor like dude. And he's, he's trying to go up against this like humongous Russian who has literally every advantage in training and science and he's even doping. Yep. But we love to root for that underdog. And so it gets to the point where we have like such a Robin Hood mentality of, you know, rob the rich to give to the poor that just because someone's successful, we, we automatically assume they're a villain somehow. And we start looking for all the negative
0: things that they do so that we can justify our own perceptions. Well, that's the thing. We think they're free game, but something you told me while we prepped for this podcast that was super interesting was that making $50 million a year doesn't mean that words don't hurt. Right, right. Like you're still a person. Yeah. You're still exposed to this stuff. Well,
1: and and a lot of, you know, celebrities have families and they have kids, you know, and and they come home and maybe somebody said something on their Instagram post and, and, and maybe they posted something kind of innocuous, but they got some negative response and it affects them. And, you know, they got to be able to look at their children just the same way that anybody else does. Well, how you do know? you explain how yeah. do you explain it to your kids? I mean, you, you
0: know, know? It, it, yeah, the world is just full of assholes. And, like, that's I mean, not a great message for your kids, you know? And nothing seems to be not fair game. I mean, I have a good friend who's a professional athlete, a notable one, who has an autistic child, and people made fun of his autistic child oh. <laughs> on his social media. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and listen, I get that maybe he wasn't playing up to his contract that year. I get that maybe he had a bad game, but that's where you're going to go with your comments. Yeah, yeah. Like, rather than say that you can't shoot a basketball rather than say you're not worth the money you're getting paid you're going to attack somebody's autistic kid yeah yeah like for 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 what and what this really boils down to and where i want to go with this because we always talk about this our, our goals to make people better mm-hmm. is where does hate come from
1: this this is very interesting to me because like what what motivates people to go out of their way to tear other people down
0: well, and that's what I wonder, because I wouldn't do it. It's something I don't understand. If I see someone successful on Instagram, if someone says something I don't agree with, I don't feel compelled to start firing shots at them. Yeah,
1: especially my- unrelated shots, right? Like, especially right. making fun of their children. Like, what, that has no place in the conversation. Exactly. So where, where does that come from, do you think? So, so my theory is that there's a real love to the hate. Because something you are doing has these people's attention, right? Yep. And, and they are so, I don't know, for lack of a better word, they're just obsessed with whatever you're doing and and they have to react to it. But they can't admit that they like you
0: or they don't want to admit to themselves that they're not as successful as you. Well, that, that makes me laugh because my response to these people is, why do you follow me then? right. Right. Like if you're, if you're willing, why do you come on and take, and, and, and I actually, when it boils down to it, I really feel sorry for these people. Like how sad must your life be yeah. for you to take a minute or two minutes to read what I posted, you yeah. know, process it. And it makes you angry enough or it hurts your feelings enough or it riles you up enough that you're going to go out of my way and attack me. Yeah. What a sad existence. I mean, like I said, I feel, I almost have pity for people who do that but why not just unfollow yeah like if you really don't like what i do or why do i post or what i post why do you pay attention yeah exactly exactly you know and and but again where does that come from like if you if you love to hate it is a is what i think you're saying yeah where does that come from and i want to say it comes from insecurity oh 100 percent. i mean it's the same yeah. as like as like bullying right
1: it yep. just comes from insecurities You know, because something you're doing is pointing out to them,
0: probably subconsciously, something that they are struggling with or someplace that they're weak. And I think there's this mentality in the world that you can make your candle somehow brighter by blowing somebody else's out. And that I use that phrase all the
1: time because it's like, God, it's so frustrating to me when people engage in that behavior. If you have something to say, say it right? If you've got a message that the world needs to hear, then you should say it. But if you're going to go and and find somebody who's trying to say something that they think has value and start tearing it down, that doesn't make your message more appealing. If anything,
0: it turns me off of what you're saying. Well, for sure. And it's it's the same mentality. I mean, we can word it a different way. And, and, And this isn't just related to social media. It could be related to your local business community. Yeah. That, Joe, you want the best gym in town. And you're not going to do it by giving the best customer service. You're not going to do it by being the best coach. You're not Mm going to do it by collecting certifications. You're not going to do it by staying earlier or, or sorry, showing up early and leaving late. Right. You know how you're going to build the best gym and down? You're going to tear everyone down. (laughs) Tear everyone's down. Start sowing rumors about
1: all the other coaches in town and everything they do wrong and how unqualified they are to be helping people. Uh, I've seen this in the CrossFit world a lot. When when CrossFit really got uh, popular, there were a lot of coaches all of a sudden that had something to say about it. And it yep. wasn't supportive. It wasn't like, hey, this is great. This is going to get people moving. Uh, it was, you know, these people are idiots. I'm the only one who knows what's going on. You know, you shouldn't be paying money to them. You should be coming to a real gym. And, you know, here we are 10, 15 years later,
0: and a lot of those other gyms don't exist anymore. No, but it's funny people's reactions to this type of stuff or how they assume that you'll take stuff. And I'll tell you how widespread it is. I actually had a client this morning. They haven't been in the gym for a few months and they sent me a text. You're going to be mad at me. I said, why? Because I've been going to Orange Theory, <laughs> which if you don't know what it is, it's a it's 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 a it's a workout uh, class that you, that you can go to. And My reaction, my first reaction wasn't one of hatred. It wasn't one of jealousy. It was, I'm just glad you're training. Yeah. Like, I'm glad you're exercising. I haven't heard from you for a few months. I'm glad you're exercising and you've chosen to stay on the wagon. Yeah. Like, why would I criticize that? You're being active every day. And then I asked him, why are you going there? Because it's right around the corner from work and it allows me to go every day. There you go. Great. So you're getting an hour of decent cardiovascular exercise a day. But no, 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 because I'm so insecure, I'm going to rip on you for it and shame you for it and make you quit rather than support you in doing something that's helping you. And when you come back to me, you'll be in better shape having done Orange Theory. You might be in great shape because I know some people who are incredible shape that go to that gym.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I've got to hate
0: it because it's not my gym.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's just the expectation, right? I mean that's just I'm supposed to hate it because it's not my gym, you know when uh, when I was on the Taekwondo team at the University of Iowa, um, our coach uh, Ned Ashton, great coach, um, his his mentality was like go to other schools, go do other styles, and and if you pick something up that you think is going to help the team, please bring it back and show it. You know, yes. sh- share it with everyone else. If we can all learn something from it, then it's even better than if just you did. You know, and, Sure. and if you ended up going to like, hey, say a jujitsu school and you're like, man, I really want to get into jujitsu. Well, then he was just happy to have kind of given you the opportunity to to find that out.
0: Yeah. Well, it's the old my karate is better than your karate. Yeah. And I can't share secrets and we're in competition. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, I I chuckle because that is such a thing in the martial arts community of like these, you know, secret techniques and secret movements. And like, guys, there's there's
0: really no secrets. Well, and and never mind martial arts. It's like that. You said it in the gym community. There is such a rivalry where if you if you do CrossFit, you're a bad person. If you go to the global gym. You're a bad person. Yeah, you're you an go to idiot who doesn't training.
1: know how to train. And yeah, and if you do yep. yoga, you're weak, and you you don't have the guts to do our style of workout. If
0: you if you train with that meathead Bobby Maximus, you're a bad <laughs> person. Like so, so when you start hearing all the criticism about various gyms, where am I allowed to work out? Because it doesn't sound like anything is good. If I yeah. work out at home, I'm an idiot. Yeah. If I work out at a gym, I'm an idiot. So what am I supposed to do? Just just give up. Just don't I even guess, try. Anymore. I guess. And be on the couch because that's why people hate. Well, and I think you know, I think I
1: think the goal is I mean, if they can convince you to quit, then you can't
0: drown out their nonsense. Well, that's true, right? And yeah. the person, the person sitting on the couch who hasn't done anything in five years, really has no right to criticize. No, none at all, none at all. Like I love, you know what. I love these people that criticize when they're watching sports. And they're like, well, I would have just done this. Sure, goes, you
1: that goes back to the whole Cody Parkey thing, right? Like, yep. I could kick that field goal. Yeah, well, apparently not, right? But they
0: had a bunch of people. How many people did they have tried? That was 100. They had 100 people. people. In Chicago and yeah. zero hit it. Yep. Easy to criticize. <laughs> but very, very entertaining, it too. Doesn't work that way. But no. I love these people, this mentality of a guy who, I don't know, played Little League baseball. And and I actually have a term for this guy. You'll like this story. It's called softball guy. All right. It's the guy that shows up to his company softball game. He's got a uniform on. He's got $200 cleats. He's got his kid carrying his bats. He's yelling at his kid at like uh-huh. a charity event. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's ready to get in fights with other people. And this guy really believes that it's game seven of the World Series. And if his little league coach would have liked him a little bit better, he'd be right there. Yep. And it's a person that's just going to put everybody else down. Yeah. And it's like, why? But that's that back to fitness. Now, that is that person who's fat, out of shape, unwilling to do anything about it. And because they're unwilling to do anything about it, they're just going to rain on everybody else's parade. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good uh, metaphor is that kind of youth sports, because
1: we all know the parents who are like that. And that's just such a thing where they're they're trying to live vicariously through their children because they never amounted to anything. And so they get way more into it than even the kids are. You know the kids are just out there having a good time. They they might even be best friends with the 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 other parents' kids, and the parents are having a fist fight in the stands. Yeah, or screaming at a volunteer referee. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. the other
0: one. A guy who's not even getting paid, who's just <laughs> doing it because he loves to help kids.
1: And, and I I, I didn't tell you this yet, Bobby, spare. but uh, not so long ago, a couple weeks ago, my cousin actually got into a fist fight at a wrestling match. Uh, ended up making the local news and it's that kind of a thing. It was, you know,
0: parents getting involved and the kids are just out on the mats wrestling. Like they don't know what's going on. Well, I see it all the time. You wouldn't believe my kid plays football and Utah has a pretty serious football culture. Mm -hmm. And there's also a very religious culture here where people don't swear or which one wins out people people watch what they say and it's really funny watch a group of nine-year-olds play football and it's you little motherfucker parents (laughs) grabbing kids by the face mask screaming at them and i'm like uh, you know i i told my wife i'm like i don't think i can go to landon's games anymore (laughs) like i'm gonna fight somebody like if a coach yells at him like that like it is on I just, I just had this, this moment of like Bobby Maximus saying they cuss too much. I just can't, I don't think I can handle it. Yeah, like what? Wouldn't <laughs> you just, you know? I had a situation I was telling a buddy of mine where one of the coaches grabbed Landon's face mask, Bino, <laughs> oh, you told and me started this, yelling yeah. at him. And I just walked over him and I said, maybe you shouldn't touch my kid's helmet. Uh-huh. He said, like, well, why not? Why not? Well, you got all defensive. I go, I'm just letting you know, don't put your hands on my kid. He's here for fun. So. Funny enough, I, I got to finish the story now. Yeah, yeah. Next practice, he comes up to me, white as a sheet. Oh, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry for yesterday. What, what, what? He goes, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't know who you were. <laughs> Somebody googled me. <laughs> I, 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 I know you're in. The, I know you're in the UFC. I, I, I don't want to fight you. <laughs> We're not going to fight. You're not going to catch a beat down. You're not going to catch some hands. I just don't want you yelling at my kid and grabbing him by the face mask. Like he's here for fun, you know. Um, but, it's, but it's funny how people just feel free to do that stuff without yeah. the fear of consequence. Absolutely. And like I said at these football games, you have people – I mean like old ladies, grandparents, mild-mannered people – yelling at referees, screaming at them, swearing. I've seen parents escorted off the field for being abusive to referees. Yes, oh yeah, yeah. And these are people who consider themselves good people. Yeah. Like God-fearing, hard-working, morally right people screaming at a referee. Yeah. Losing, and I mean, Joe, losing their minds. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's insane, it's insane. You know, and, 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 and so this is the culture that we live in now. Mm hmm. Where people just feel free to say and do whatever they want. And I will say this credit to those football parents that do it face to face. Yeah. Like at yeah, least not, yeah. There's no anonymity least, there. Right. Yeah. At least they're not in the bubble of their car. Yeah. Or, you know, giving somebody else the finger in the other yep. lane. Yeah. Or like behind a keyboard where somebody can't punch you in the face or somebody can't say something back necessarily. Yeah. Like when you're in your basement at night and you're on your keyboard looking for a fight, it's easy to be brave. Yeah. And, and that, that the, the bubble of the car thing is like such a really good metaphor for this too,
1: because people think that nobody else can, can see or hear what they're doing, you know, and that, that behavior, that sense that I'm safe in my bubble. So I can say, I can act in a way that's contrary to what I would normally act as. Yep. You know, and I think we all know the person who gets behind the wheel of a car and is basically a completely different person. Yes. And like that there's some like inconsistency with with who you claim to be and who you're actually being. You know, you're defined by your actions. So why can't you be courteous behind the wheel of the car? The other thing is, is what
0: do you think's gonna happen if I follow you off the highway?
1: Yeah. And that happens. And like, People don't like think I, that
0: happens. That happens. People And I get out of my car. Up. Yeah. Like is 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 and I'm gonna I gotta pat myself on the back now. But is a six foot three, 245 pound UFC fighter the person you really want to give the finger to? Mm-hmm. Like, is that really who you want to pick a fight with? Or even more so than that, a person with a gun? Yeah, yeah. And that you like, never know. You never you, know. You never know. So you really, that person made you so mad and so angry that you're going to give him the finger. And that's yeah, just, make just imagine
1: bad. that guy cut you off because he's a, a vet with PTSD who's on his last, you know.
0: Yeah. He's just ready to snap. And then you're the guy that gives him the finger. Here's the other thing. You give the person the finger like you're like they did something to you. Maybe the person didn't even see you. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really so funny because back to the hate thing. And I want to talk about social media a little bit. Right. But it's almost like when I say something on social media, the person offended thinks I'm talking directly to them. Yeah. When I don't even know the person. Well, that's that's like the the illusion of social media, right? You have such yes. access
1: to one another, and it's this this instantaneous communication, you know. Yep. And and I think you, you kind of touched on this earlier. You had mentioned, you know, uh, like all the guys on ESPN, they're not telling facts, they're not sharing news, they're giving their opinion on the news, and that's yes. kind of a new phenomenon. Because again, twenty years ago, and when, when uh, thirty years ago, when you and I were growing up, the news was who, when, where, why, how. They were facts. Yep. But now all the news personalities are trying to separate themselves from the other pundits. And so they have to give some kind of an opinion piece. So but it's got to
0: be more and more shock value. Right.
1: Exactly. Because they've got to rise up above that crowd. Again, it's what sells. You guys like Alex Jones don't end up millionaires because they're right about stuff.
0: People tune in, and and again, you're selling advertising. So there's a bottom line to it. I think what you were going to say, and Alex Jones, not everybody knows who he is. He's nuts. He he's he's nuts. He's a radio guy, and he says the most shocking things possible. And what he's what he's famous for is saying the Sandy Hook Elementary shooting is a hoax. Right. Yeah, Yeah. That's his big big thing. Now imagine. You're one of the parents that lost a child there and listening to this guy talk this shit That's why That's why he's lost the lawsuit. And and on his podcast. Yeah. And he he got sued. But this is what people do. They're just out to hurt other people. But you know, the the funny thing is he probably doesn't even believe it. I don't know him. I don't listen to him. I don't really respect the guy to be honest with you, Mm -hmm. but it's probably a shtick to sell advertising. Rush, like Rush
1: Limbaugh was the same way, right? He would just way. say stuff to rile
0: people up and then if you cornered him, he's like, "Guys, it's it's TV." Yeah. But why do people get so riled up? And back to the back to the Instagram thing. I do my Sunday sermons. Yep. Some people think I'm speaking directly to them, like I wrote the sermon about them. Yeah, yeah. I actually had a family member call me after one of my Sunday sermons. "I feel like you're bad mouthing me." <laughs> so I'd tell them, I haven't spoke to you in two years. You can tell me I'm a shitty family member. Yeah. You can tell me I'm not good at staying in touch. But do you really think I woke up Sunday morning and decided to attack you? Yeah. Like, no offense. I haven't thought of you in in six months. Mm -hmm. Nothing to do with you. But people think you're speaking to them. Yeah. And this happens on a micro level too, Joe, like you ran a gym, you worked with clients yep. and your post one night on Twitter, your post one night on Instagram is I can't stand when people don't work hard. Mm-hmm. And there was somebody in your class that's feeling like they didn't work hard enough and yep. they just go off the rails. Coach Joe is bashing me mm-hmm. and you didn't even notice what they did that day.
1: Yeah. I didn't even know they were there.
0: Which – Which may be a problem for you as a coach. Maybe it makes you a shitty coach. But you didn't go out of your way to attack them. And people are so self-centered. Like it's almost like, and and I say this a lot, the 10 words that will ruin you are what will other people say and what will other people think. Yeah. But most of the time, the truth is people aren't even thinking about you. No, no. And, And when LeBron James posts on Instagram, when Demi Lovato posts on Instagram, when Bobby Maximus posts on instagram i'm not posting directly about a person who i have never heard of right but that's how people take it and they attack back but again the insecurity comes out in spades and it goes back to and i think it all comes back to this the fat person sitting on the couch who's unwilling to do anything about it and who's really resentful with themselves Mm -hmm. but now needs to put somebody else down Yeah, yeah and that's what it all comes down to for me and you see this like I said, in relationships, even we talked about, I think one of the last podcasts, we talked about termiting people Yep. where you have a couple, one person is, is, you know, both people let themselves go. And after 10 years or 20 years, one of the couple decides to get back in shape. And the other person is not having it. They can't stand that their partner is eating healthy. They can't stand that their person, you know, is is working out. I think you even said you've seen it in your gym with your members lead to divorce. Yeah, more than once. And what is that again? A person being a hater. Like that's what we're really talking about. On that note, and this is going to make some people hate, Joe. We have some (laughs) bills to pay. So we would like to thank, and I am smiling as I say (laughs) this because I, you know what, you know what word's coming. I would like to thank our sponsors. Number one, Lalo Tactical, www.lalo.com. For the best shoes that you can get and the best boots for both tactical and workout purposes, head over, get yourself a pair, use the code MAXIMUS20 for a gift from us to you for 20% off. Another one of our sponsors, MeatLocker.com, for the best in New York strip steaks, ribeye steaks, burgers, chicken, pork chops, bacon. Bacon head over to www.meatlocker.com. Use the code Maximus for 15% off from us to you. And it is really great stuff. And I will tell you flat out on this podcast, Joe, they give us free stuff. Mm -hmm. They give us free shoes, free steak. They pay us. I've got no problem with that. But here's where I'm going with this. There are a bunch of people right now that just called me a sellout. Oh, yeah. I think they called you a sellout too. It's I it's didn't just even say because anything. I spoke it. I'm more of a sellout <laughs> than you. No, good, but you're a sellout too because you're with the evil Bobby Maximus. That's but, right. I mean, for real, we're paying our bills. Like, how do people think we do this? Right, right. It's not free. It, like, we've got to pay for this somehow. So, yes, you know what, Joe, on BobbyMaximus.com, I sell T-shirts. I sell green dots. Mm-hmm. I sell my book. But there are people out there who call me a sellout. And that is my favorite term. It's something I've been called a lot. Mm -hmm. Because people can't stand when you're profiting off of something you love. Right, right. Yeah. I do a lot
1: of online coaching. And people, like, they want to reach out and just ask a bunch of questions. And I'm usually happy to do that. But at a certain point, like, I'm not just answering your questions. Now I'm actually coaching you. And I'll say okay, this is the the time where you have to like sign up and actually help pay. And people yep. get frustrated by that. And it's like, how do you think I live?
0: Well, no, for sure. But there's also a jealousy involved there too. And here's what's really funny. And, I, and there's a few worlds this happens in. I know a couple of professional snowboarders, a couple of really high-level guys. Sure. And when they made it and they got sponsored and could afford to do their sport, guess what all their friends called them? Sell Sellouts. Exactly. Meanwhile, their friends would die to be in their spot absolutely the reason they're calling them a sellout is because they didn't get sponsored yes here's here's another one nickelback and listen (laughs) i'm gonna profess my great love for nickelback but everyone calls them sellouts Mm-hmm. Why? Because they have a record contract. So you may have a band and generally it's punk rock fans that do this more than anybody. Yep. That Bad Religion or or give me some other punk rock bands like some hardcore ones. I don't know. Bad Religion. Yeah, I'm not not uh, super into it. Um, right. Rancid. Uh yeah, I whatever do love whatever Rancid. band whatever punk rock band you like. Uh maybe something like the Rollins band which is more metal, mm-hmm, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of underground. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Tool fans are like this. Yep. Like, you know, you're somehow credible because you listen to tool. But if you like Nickelback, you're a sellout somehow. But the funny thing is, is the last time I checked, both of them had record contracts. Yeah. Both of them sold T-shirts. Both of them went on tour. And the funny thing is, I know some people from Canada that are good friends with the guys in Nickelback. Yeah. Joe, there are four guys who have always been playing the same type of music, yeah, who yeah. started in their garage, who really just like drinking beer, playing their music and picking up chicks. Worthless like sellouts. Worthless sellouts. They, they sellout. never changed anything. They just happened to get successful and get paid. Yeah. So all the people around them who didn't get paid and who were jealous called them sellouts Yeah, but it's funny that if you're fans of a quote band that you think is cool you're gonna call another band a sellout but guess what y'all are on the same record and sometimes this is really funny they're on the same record label yeah yeah exactly so you're, you're both signed by universal music you're both making the same amount of money But somehow you're a sellout and the other one isn't. And you'll see this when restaurants get successful. Oh, that chef's a sellout. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it goes down
1: to this whole thing of like, it's sort of my thing. And when something gets popular and a bunch of other people jump on
0: it, then I'm not special anymore. I'm so glad you brought that up. Not in our outline, but I have seen a lot of people that love a band, that love a gym, that love a restaurant, that love a shoe until it gets too popular. Yeah, yeah. And then they hate it. It's the same product. It's it's the hipster thing, you know? Yeah. They have to hate it simply because other people like it. And to me, what a terrible existence. Yeah. To have to hate something you love just because other people like it. Yeah.
1: It's like if, if everybody agrees that it's good, then somehow it's not good anymore.
0: And so that's why I laugh at the word sellout. Yeah. Because somehow by advertising. And you know what, Joe? I used to succumb to this type of stuff. I would never do it, but I would feel bad advertising myself. Oh yeah. And I know you struggle with this. Absolutely. Cuz you're a humble guy. Yep. And 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 somehow by selling something, by advertising something, by you know, talking about your product is credible, you're somehow less than
1: yeah. And, that's and, and this, kind of this, this actually, this is a really good topic that we should probably save for another podcast. because I've had quite a few people ask about like business development, but yep. treating yourself like a brand, treating yourself like a business, you know, I, exactly I, I formed, it. you know, Joe Sabula LLC provides these services and these are the costs for him. It it actually takes that kind of humanity out
0: of it enough that I can sell without feeling like a sellout. Well, that, but why do you feel like a sellout? Because other people are bashing you. Yes. Yeah. And again, again, it goes back to why do you care what other people think? But I'll give you a position I've actually been in, Joe. Okay. So, uh, you know, when I was younger and I go to bars to watch UFC fights, mm-hmm. I was actually in the UFC. So people would ask me questions. People would come up to me, and no matter what, and this is why I stopped watching fighting and why I stopped going to bars when there was fights. When people asked me questions, if I was just sitting there, I got negativity. Mm. So imagine me sitting at a table with eight people. And one of the people there says, hey, you look like you might have fought. And I say, no, you know, it's not really my thing. I just enjoy watching it. And they find out I actually fought in the UFC. I'm an asshole for lying. Yeah. We agree on that. Yep. If someone at the table says, hey, didn't you fight in the UFC? And all I do is say, yes, I'm an asshole for bragging. Right. If I'm just hanging out, somebody will say, oh, look at that UFC guy here at a UFC fight to show off. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't win. Like, I lose either way. And, and it's funny to, to, to take myself out of it and go for another athlete. If you ask LeBron James if he's good at basketball, what answer is he supposed to give that would make you happy? There, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, if he says, I'm the best player in basketball, which is probably true, he's a cocky, arrogant yep. asshole. Yeah. If he says he sucks, he's a humble bragger or a cocky, arrogant asshole or a shithead or he's being a troll. Yeah, yeah. Like what what answer would make you feel good for yeah. him to give? And I, mean, I want I- everyone to think about that at home for a second because what answer is the guy supposed to give on TV? Mm-hmm. You know, he just dropped 50 in a game. He's got it, you know, or, or averaging a triple double or he just single handedly won a championship or whatever he did. I mean, he took Cleveland to eight straight finals. And not to
1: mention, too, like his entire uh, uh, paycheck depends on his performance. And so he has to keep himself in a mental space of success. Like, so what's he, he going to say? to
0: say, ah, you know, I'm OK. Yeah, I suck. Or this whole thing about athletes getting paid millions of dollars. What are you supposed to say when you say, do you think you're worth $30 million a year? No, the team should take it back. <laughs> I mean, your, your guy had the best answer to this ever, Aaron Rodgers. They asked him, um, it was, I don't even know if you remember this. They were close to being out of the playoffs this year. Yeah. And a reporter asked them, have you guys given up hope? Like, do you think your chances are are done? And Aaron Rodgers laughed and he goes, how am I supposed to answer that? <laughs> yeah,
1: I remember that like, interview. What do,
0: you, what do you want me to say? <laughs> what kind, he said, what kind of question is that? He's like, yeah, honestly, what, what kind question of question is that? is that? But that's where we go with this. And what do you expect people to say or do? Like we live in a day and age where you're not even allowed to be proud of what you've done anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And listen, I don't like people that brag for things that they didn't do anything to earn. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, like, yeah. But, but if you've built yourself up and you've worked hard, damn right show that shit off. Yeah. It, it's kind of like the shaming when people take selfies on the internet. You yeah. know, and here's here's my thing. I see a person who looks good taking a selfie. There are a lot of people out there that will rip on them, yeah they'll think you cheated you took steroids <laughs> you're looking for attention uh you're insecure like you're a sellout all this stuff you know what I think Joe man that person must have worked really hard mm-hmm like what's wrong with a little bit of self-love
1: yeah yeah and, and especially like if they do look good then like what do you what do
0: you want? posted on there. You want pictures of people who don't look good? Is that? Well, that's exactly it. And why does it offend you so much when somebody posts a picture, by the way, on their Instagram of them looking good? And why are you following them if it bothers you? Again, unfollow. I put and then, up a post about this not long ago. Unfollow them. I, I, yeah, unfollow them. And and and
1: this will, will kind of help turn into uh, uh, the next section of this that I, I think we need to get into, which is like sort of how to deal with it. Yes. But you have the option of blocking people. And yes. I know you, Bobby, have taken a lot of heat because you've blocked people where you will block someone and then someone else is saying, oh, he just blocks everyone who
0: disagrees with him. I, I don't know what to do here. It's like a sign <laughs> of weakness. Like you come on my podcast and you say, fuck you and fuck your stupid kids. Yeah. And I'm like, this has happened to me, by the way. And I'm like, This is really offensive. This is kind of hurtful. no, my kids aren't stupid, but you're blocked. Yeah. You just just can't stand anybody calling you out on your bullshit. So you have to block anybody who hates you. So recently I had somebody put up on my Instagram a very racist comment. Mm -hmm. So I blocked them. They went on my Facebook and sent me a message saying, why did you block me? I only made a comment. Because I don't like racist people and I don't like racist comments. You got yourself blocked because you're an asshole. Like end of story. It's not some sign of weakness. Yeah. That's my choice because I don't want that negativity in my life. And by the way, I hate when my posts get hijacked by negativity.
1: Yes. Where someone
0: says something negative and then somebody else comes on and says something negative and pretty soon it's just a shit show. Yeah. I just nip it in the bud and I have no problem blocking people because if you you can't like say anything nice, don't say it at all.
1: Well, and there are people too who will come on and and misunderstand a post. This happened to me not not so long ago. And like you try to engage with them and they just keep spinning out of control. Till It it gets ridiculous, and it's just like a soul-sucking
0: downward spiral of stupidity. That'll get you blocked, too. Just don't waste my time. No, and I remember that. And it wasn't like the person was giving you intelligent feedback. No, no, not at all. Because I'm willing to engage in that. I like when people disagree. Yeah. I like when people give their point of view, but when you start to say racial stuff, you start to swear, you start to be homophobic, you start to be misogynistic, like, I'm out... Yeah, that's. Yeah. I'm done. You insult my kids or my wife, I'm out. Yeah, there's, there's,
1: like, yeah. Like, if you can't, if you can't engage in like a a respectful decorum, right? If you can't debate, then like, there's no no point in engaging it, and there's no point in
0: leaving yourself open
1: to that kind of engagement.
0: So here's another question: Why are you so upset? I block you if you hate me so much, right?
1: Yeah, you so want. Why you, does it even affect you? you want to call you me? You, you want to call me names and tell me my kids are retarded? Uh, and I block <laughs> you for using that kind of language. And you're so upset that I would do that to you—that that doesn't make sense.
0: Why? How? In what world do you have any right to be upset about that? Well, and on so many levels, that's wrong. Yeah. Like, and and I'm glad you used the phrase "retarded" because it's not okay to call anybody. No. That. Like, and that's the type of language. Whether they use that word, they use the n bomb. Mm-hmm. They 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 call people. You know, if you're gay, the f word. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I almost can't even repeat those words. Like, in my house, we call the the, the you know the, the, the it's the r word, right. Like it's because it's so dehumanizing. Yeah, absolutely. But you think it's okay to call me that on the Internet because Mm -hmm. you don't agree with a post that I put up. And if I block you, you get upset about it. Like, come on, come on. I'm weak or I'm an asshole. No, I'm choosing not to listen to it. But what it comes down to is learning how to deal with this stuff. And I think that social media, I love social media. I make my living off it. You make your living Mm -hmm. off it. I think it can be a wonderful thing. I think it can bring people together and I think it can be inspiring. But at the same time, it's really dangerous and it's really hard to deal with. Yeah. Because online bullying is really – it's a hard thing for kids. Yes. Yeah. And kids at school, like a fourteen-year-old, has to deal with this. Yeah, this person made this comment on my Xbox profile. Mm-hmm. This person said this on my on my Instagram. This person had this on my Twitter. And listen, I'm savvy enough to talk to my ten-year-old son about it, about how people say mean stuff and it's not their fault. But a lot of kids aren't equipped with the tools to deal with this. Right, and and a lot of their parents either they've never had to deal with that kind of that kind of vitriol. That comes through. No. And it's so easy now and and it's, it's, it's bullying, but on a whole new level. Yeah. yeah. But but you, and you see it in schools. There's this term called slut shaming Mm -hmm. where if a girl, I mean, as far as I can tell, and I, I hate that word by the way Mm -hmm. so much, but the, the, the idea that just because a girl is good looking because she wears a certain outfit or, or she just dates somebody all of a sudden there's a lot of nasty stuff spread around about her. Yeah. rumors. There's people that say stuff about her.
1: And again, what she's supposed to do, you know, where, where, like, you know, dirty, rotten robes. Well, that's, you know, that's mess her the hair thing. up. Like, you
0: know, that's what are you supposed thing. to do? But it's also what she's supposed to do when she's constantly attacked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: like online that you can't even have, it, 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 it's funny. Like you can't even have a social media any day, like anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and what I tell people is they better get used to it. The more successful you get, the more the hate's going to come. Yeah, yeah. But you know what You know what else is really funny? I've actually engaged some of the haters, Joe. Yeah. And what's really funny is when you engage them, they actually, A, don't remember what they said. They that. apologize and they feel bad for what they said, or they didn't even realize they're being rude. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you called my kids stupid. How do you not realize you're being rude? And it's it's really, and I kind of want to wrap up the podcast with this, But it's also scary the disconnect that can happen from behind a computer screen, where it's almost like the first thought that comes into your mind, you post. Yeah, yeah.
1: We said before, like kind of the beauty of social media and the the world that we live in now is that instant connectivity with an audience. So that when when I am posting a coaching tip, um, you at home can receive that information as though I was having a one-on-one conversation with you. That's a beautiful thing that that's really good for me to help build relationships with with my clients, with potential clients, with my audience at large. But it also leaves me very exposed to that negativity. And so you have to have tools and means for dealing with that. And number one is just blocking people. Like not following people who bring that in, not associating with people who bring that in and 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 having that as a standard rule of saying, "Hey, if you're gonna participate in the conversation, like we expect you to hold
0: yourself to a certain level of behavior, yeah, absolutely, and you should I mean, it's why old school forms and do we need to explain to people what a form is <laughs> probably I bet I betting there not not many people even know anymore, you know, I love playing the old guy card every time I can, Joe, but for you. <laughs> For you youngsters out there, <laughs> you, you forums <laughs> are these things on the internet that you used to go and it used to be a thread of comments that you could comment on. Mm-hmm. And forums used to have moderators to try and weed out this type of stuff. And if you were bad on a forum, you got your account blocked. Yep. Just the way it worked. Like you couldn't behave like this. Well, now you're almost expecting everybody to be a personal moderator. Yeah. And they're not. They're not. No. No, but the negativity just blows me away Joe well, and again, looking for ways to kind of help deal with
1: it. Uh, we talked before about having our core values and staying no. aligned with your core values and expecting the people that engage with you to uphold that is not unfair,
0: and calling people out when they when they're not is fair. no, and I wish more people would call others out, right. Right. Because sometimes I feel like standing by and watching someone get mistreated is as bad as mistreating the person. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And and I'm the type of person that if I see somebody verbally abusing somebody in public, I'll step in. Yeah. Now, granted, I have the ability to mm-hmm. being being six foot three and a world jiu-jitsu champion and having fought in the UFC and being second in the world in kickboxing. I'm not really scared of many people. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I have the ability to step in, but I think I should. But I think there's strength in numbers and other people should step in too. Yep. If you, if you witness, you're out at the grocery store today and you witness an angry person just berating the cashier, maybe a bunch of people should get in a circle and say, hey, man, that's not cool. Yeah. Like, like, so why can't we do that online?
1: Yeah, it should be easier online. If if somebody posts a negative comment, and you know five, six, seven other people comment that that was out of line, yep, like it's a, it's a lot harder for them to say, "Whoa, wait a minute," you know, like <laughs> like you said before, they don't even realize what they posted. They're gonna they're gonna be forced to face that, and in you know the the celebrity in this situation doesn't have to be the one constantly moderating.
0: Well, no. And, and, you know, I would love to actually close this out by putting a challenge to our listeners. All right. For the next, well, I want to say forever, but whenever you see a negative comment that's born out of hate, please respond to it. Tell people that it's not okay. Tell people that they're out of line. Tell people that they're being a bully. Tell people that it's not cool, but don't do it in a way that drives hate back to them. Right, right. Like, just don't go to the gutter with people because it is a quick race to the gutter. It is. And And nobody nobody wins. No. And if you roll with the pigs, you're going to get dirty. Yeah. So if someone says something negative, don't respond to them, you know, by swearing. Yeah. Don't respond to them by calling them names. Like, I, I would love for people to have come to Demi Lovato's defense when people are saying really nasty things about her. Like, hey, do you think that's okay? Why are you being such a bully? Yeah. Why are you picking on somebody that has a problem? You, you know where I, I saw this happen recently? Uh, an actress
1: from Game of Thrones, Lena Headey, right? Yep. She had posted a video and some one guy had posted some comment about, please don't ever post another picture of you without makeup.
0: Yep. And people jumped on this guy. Like, Well, they should, but yeah. they should do it in a way. The challenge I want people to undertake is to do it in a way because people don't understand hate. No, no. Like you can't deal with a hater by hating them back. Right. Because I I feel like that's what they're looking for.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think too, you know, trying to stand out and and force some kind of engagement as in like negative attention is better than no attention. Yep. You know, so if I go on the rocks post and I say something really horrible and he actually engages in me, that somehow validates me.
0: Yeah. But, but there's some, well, why would you say anything to him? (laughs) <laughs> right. First of all, he could probably murder you with his bare hands. <laughs> but like, but back to the Lena thing, why would you say that to her?
1: Yeah. Just, and just thinking just that people aren't going to see the comments. You're, you're not thinking you're
0: disengaged from reality. We it's- also talked, talked about this on the toxic masculinity podcast. Cause right. I like to tie a lot of these together. Would you want somebody to say that about your wife, your mother, your sister, yeah. your girlfriend, your daughter, you know, your brother. Like, yeah. like, w- w- who would say that to somebody? That is flat out hurtful and not okay. Yeah,
1: well, let's so keep, why let's let, let's fill the internet with as much positivity as we can because we're in this together, people.
0: So that's that's the goal. Tag it something. I don't know. Maximus Positivity Train. There you, you go. You know, but but just just be positive to other people and actually try it out. Let's issue a thirty day challenge for thirty days. Every comment you leave on Instagram, make it positive. Yeah. Every comment or reply that you put on Twitter. Make it positive. Everything on Facebook, if you disagree, disagree, but be positive about it.
1: Yeah, find a positive way to express that. Turn your negatives into positives.
0: Here's some practice. Joe, I really respect your opinion on this diet, but I feel that this is more effective. There's nothing wrong with that. No, fair. But don't say, Joe, you're an idiot. Jojo is (laughs) stupid. I hate your (laughs) push-up videos with your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what is wrong with people? I mean, this is shit we hear. Yeah, yeah. So I I think this has been good. I well, I got
1: I, I have one one quick statistic that I wanted to share and I don't know if you could I was uh, clicking my mouse in the background, but I had to look on iTunes, we've got right now 43 reviews. Yep. And it's 41 five-star reviews. And two one-star reviews. So officially, oh, no. what do
0: the one stars <laughs> say?
1: <laughs> well, there's no review. They're just the the ratings. So all anybody who wrote a review, and thank you very very much for doing that. They're amazing. Yes, uh, you guys are fantastic. So 41 five-star ratings out of, and I think we got 13 reviews, and then there's two
0: one-star ratings with no like reviews. we really we really suck that bad. Apparently, and here's the other thing. For the the two people out there, and the funny thing is the people that made the one-star review, they're probably still listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they can't stop themselves, right? (laughs) Do me a favor. If you are one of the people who put the one-star review – email me bobby at bobbymaximus.com and tell me what I'm doing wrong because I'd love to learn from it. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. if you have a valid opinion on what we've screwed up on, why you don't like the podcast, what you want us to talk about, let me know because I want this to be better for people. Absolutely, 100%. And, and if you haven't,
1: please do log on and leave a review and be honest, we, we really yeah. love the feedback.
0: I love feedback, but don't leave me – like the fact that you went on to leave a one-star review without any constructive feedback, you mm-hmm. hate us that much? Really? Yeah. <laughs> like you you. you – all right, I guess. I mean I, I'm just out here trying to help people and feed my kids.
1: Yeah, if you can help but, us do that better, then I definitely want to hear what you have to say. And would, if you're just being a
0: hater, then just, just stuff it. We ain't got time for you. And the funny thing is sometimes I engage with people in a positive way. I actually had somebody the other day send me a comment on um, a post I made and I responded to them and they responded and I responded. It it ended where the person says, I really respect you for being open to a different point of view and having this conversation. I'm going to bite your head off. Yeah, yeah. Don't call me names. Yeah. and Don't call my wife names or my kids. Yeah, let's just keep it fair. Keep it fair and keep it, uh, uh, you know, cordial. For sure. So that's our challenge 30 days of positive only. Hashtag Maximus Positivity Train. I like it. All right. So we got to wrap up. And again, Joe, I need to be a huge you I'm sellout. Sorry. You I know sellout. You I know you hate this. And I know I'm a I'm a bad person because I have a book with men's health. Or oh, my God. Something <laughs> I'm like that. Just bring but it up. I really, really want to thank LaloTactical.com. And I'm genuine about this. Lalo's really has supported me, supported my friends, and has supported a lot of military people around the world. Yes, They really have a a strong, charitable drive. The people who own it are really, really good people. And I'm proud to have them as a sponsor. And and it's it's honestly a great product. Try it it out. It is. And I love wearing it. Mm -hmm. Just because I wear shoes that they give me for free doesn't make me a bad person. But www.lalo.com also check out Meat Locker another company that I love and who has taken care of some people Joe right you know there have been situations where I have taught people in seminars where I knew a person there is financially struggling and I had them a package sent yeah yeah. simply and, and that's and, and if I call Meat Locker and ask them to do it they're the kind of company that does that yeah they're good people yeah, w- w- and, and again great product great product meatlocker.com i forgot the code for lalo maximus 20 and the code for meatlocker is maximus but they're they're people that help us they're people that help people we know and if that makes me a sellout cool hey i'm all for it i am all for in fact i want to sell out more yeah if you're listening to this and you're the owner of nike or under <laughs> armor or <laughs> or just independently wealthy music, and independently like, wealthy and you feel like writing me a check or buying up a bunch of t-shirts i mean i'm i'm all for it because that's how we can do this So, on that note let the hate begin <laughs>